going on everybody welcome to the ns9 post game show i'm jim with me is tyler pirates lose in extra innings today three to two it's another rough loss yeah a lot of the same jim a lot of the same that's been happening since they've since probably may yeah offensively at least offensively they really couldn't get anything going. Um, they had, I think, two hits through nine, essentially. Uh, they were able to squeak out a couple in the 10th to get a run home. But, um, yeah, offense just not enough. They had a magnificent start today from Mitch Keller. He went seven scoreless innings. Pirates hadn't won since the last Mitch Keller start. And he did today what you would expect him to do, you know, during a losing streak. You want him to come in and and kind of win the game all by himself. Well, he he couldn't have done much more than than what he did today. Yeah, the only the only other thing he could have done was throw nine shutout innings. He, yeah. He went seven, one hit. I don't know what more you can ask of Mitch Keller in terms of just giving your team the best chance to win a game. There's nothing more that he could do for him except for actually go out there and win the game by himself. Yeah. I mean, at some point you have to rely on other people to get just a few outs and uh, the Pirates couldn't get that done today. So a, a magnificent start by Keller. We'll, we'll get to that. Let's kind of start with, let's start with the extra innings, right? That's kind of where all the action happened and, that's by design since a runner starts on second base. But uh, the Pirates uh, start the 10th inning. Santana is on second. G-Man Choi leads off the 10th with a base hit. Puts runners on the corners for Nick Gonzalez. Gonzalez, um, his third strikeout of the game. He didn't have a great game offensively or defensively. Uh, but uh, that gave way for Jared Triolo, who came through in the 10th with an RBI single. Um Pirates were up two to one, and they were still kind of in business there in the tenth too. They could have, you know, maybe scraped over a couple more runs, but uh, they were not able to do so. But at that point, you're then relying on David Bednar to pitch the tenth. He had already pitched a scoreless ninth. He'd only threw in eight pitches, but they're putting them back out there for the tenth, and that's when things kind of uh, unraveled. Yeah, just to touch on the uh, tall path of the tenth for the Pirates, they actually did what you're supposed to do. And those are probably the best of bats of the game. G-Man Choi comes up. Mm-hmm. He does exactly what you need to do in that situation. He pulls a baseball as a lefty and he just so happens to lift it. And he's able to get on base there. You mentioned Nick Gonzalez. He, the second strike on him is a tough one to take there. That makes it a different at bat, but still at some point you can't watch a change up, go belt high right down the middle with a guy on third base. Thankfully, he's bailed out by a really good at bat by Jared Triolo, who for some reason just collects RBIs, but not enough of them. 
So like at that point, those are that's probably the best little cluster of at bats that they had, and then they just were not able to continue any of it. Yeah, I mean they had two hits in a three batter span, uh, and that was right after two hits and a two batter span that led to their first run of the game. I'm, I'm fairly certain there. So yeah, they, they only mustered up four hits the entire game. Luckily they were in two clumps or then you're looking at a, you're looking at a shutout here, but yeah, but even the approach that you saw there in the 10th, like that's the thing that they're missing so many times in these big situations of just moving a runner when you have a guy on second or just shooting the ball the other way like Triolo did. There's too much of the Nick Gonzalez at-bats that happened there than the Choi or the Triolo at-bats. And I don't know if it's something wrong in the organizational philosophy at the plate or what it is, but or more likely they just don't have enough dudes that are good enough at baseball to do what needs to be done. That's probably the case, but at some point something's got to give here. Yeah, so 15 strikeouts today. That's embarrassing in a bullpen game. Yeah. 15 strikeouts versus seven different Arizona Diamondback relievers. Um, yeah, games like this are frustrating because, first off, they're bullpen games and they suck. Like, you hate, like, these games just, I hate watching these games because there's like a pitching change in the middle of every single inning. This was still a pretty fast moving game. It didn't last very long and went 10 innings, but that's yeah. just because nobody was had any interest on hitting the ball on either side but uh yeah i hate bullpen games but yeah you you strike out 15 times and you're not going to win too many games you're it's a matter of like simple math like at Mm -hmm. that point you only have so many chances where you're putting the ball in play and you know 300 babbit let's say that's normal you put the ball in play 10 times during the course of a game you're only getting three hits yeah so they actually performed above average today. That's true. They're they're going to regress to the mean tomorrow if they do it again. <sighs> but this is five straight losses. You just I, don't know, I I had good vibes going on here, like right around the seventh. Like I was like, okay, Keller Keller's going to like single handedly win this game. You hand the ball over to Colin Holderman, and he gives up a homer in his first first at bat. And so, yeah, it's just frustrating. Do we want to talk about the decision? Because there was some discussion regarding going to Holderman there from Mitch Keller. Yeah. I don't know your thoughts on it. Let's talk about it. So Mitch Keller goes seven scoreless, 99 pitches, 57 strikes. He only gives up one hit. He had a no-hitter going into the sixth inning. So he was pitching really well. He he, he was – walking a lot of people. He wasn't missing like a ton of bats, only six swings and misses the entire game, but weak contact. Like the Diamondbacks just couldn't square up the ball against him all game long. Um, But yeah, so 99 pitches, it's a one, nothing game. Derek Shelton decides to go to Colin Holderman. Um, You're asking me my thoughts, 99 pitches. Yeah. I think it was nine, one, Nine one two was due up there. Keller had already seen them three times, fourth time through the order. I'm fine with going to Holderman right there. Like, you need to 
be able to get six outs. And, and, and could Keller have maybe started that inning? Sure. Like 99 pitches, he's gone past that. But like, you, you shouldn't have to, right? Um, and you've got to have faith in Holderman and Bednar to just get outs eventually. Like, that's, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Like, you can second guess it. At the time that the decision was made, I was good with it. Well, I, I'm even still good with it. If you look at Holderman, he ha- I think the real problem is that Holderman hasn't pitched since the fourth. And before that, he's pitched on the first, and then he was on the IL. So they haven't really gotten much work even in these losses. That might be a complaint that you can give about uh, the way they've handled him coming back off the IL and then throwing him in this spot here. But I'm completely fine with taking Keller out there. Coming up on the All-Star break. This season, this win, it's it's not the end of the world. And Mitch Keller getting hurt is probably the end of the world as a Pirate fan right now. I'm not saying 15 pitches would have done it to him. Um, and then the other part of it is Keller didn't look extremely dominant like we've seen before. He looked good. You mentioned the weak contact. We did see a lot of very weird at-bats where it was just four pitch walks. Yeah. Um, he did give up contact today at that point, seeing the top of the order again, I'm completely fine. Taking him out, let them, I mean, seven innings, no runs, one hit at a hundred pitches. You should be able to go to your eighth inning guy that throws a hundred and has nasty movement on everything to get three outs. At the end of the day, it comes back to not having guys or guys not getting the job done. Yeah, and I even think today you had the guys to get it done. Like, if you're able to get seven innings out of your starter, you should feel good about Holderman Bednar. Like, you should. Those those are – like, you're, I, I'm not going to say Colin Holderman's the greatest reliever in the world, but he's he's an effective reliever. His stuff is great. There's – those two guys should be able to get the job done. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I wouldn't have um, – I didn't have any, I didn't have any qualms with that decision. It's just, it kind of is what it is. Holderman didn't do his job. And because Holderman didn't do his job, it forced Bednar to go a second inning. Uh, and things kind of unraveled there. Um, defensively. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into that last inning, but yeah, I, I'm, let's, let's kind of go there. So pirates take the one run lead in the top of the 10th bottom half bunt to lead off the inning and Nick Gonzalez was maybe a little late getting the Mm -hmm. first to cover the bag. Uh, but at the same time, Bednar also didn't deliver the greatest throw over there to set him up for even if he was late. So Bednar gets the error. And now you've got a problem where, you know, instead of just bunting the tying run to third, you've now bunted the tying run to third and the, the go ahead run is now on base with no outs. What was your, I mean, it was kind of a weird play. What was your kind of, kind of thought process on that? I guess just if anything, I probably don't want David Bednar having to field the ball there. Mm -hmm. Fair. I'm guessing Holderman staying on that unless they, I don't know if they have him charging on a bunt in that spot with a guy on second, but that's probably, I'd like to see Hedges pop out and come get that ball. I don't really like Holderman taking it there, but it's still a play that needs to be made. It did look like Gonzalez was late getting over and we saw him late getting over later in that inning as well. Yep. Uh, so that's probably a big part of it. Aside from that, I mean, it's just they didn't make a play, and then they weren't able to buckle down after that. 
there were yeah. still plenty of opportunities that they could have gotten out of that inning. Um, probably another. Uh, like, the very next play was a ground ball to Santana, and yeah. Bednar wasn't able to get over to cover the bag. Yeah. I don't even think he left them out. No, Santana wasn't really sure exactly where to go with it. He he looked at home, but that wasn't going to work. Then he looked at second, and he was too late. And then by the time he you know could have even made an attempt to go to first, there was nobody covering the base. So, yeah, that just kind of snowballed into another out that should have been. You know, at that point, you're then looking. You mm -hmm. should have two outs in this inning, and you have zero, and you've already given up a lead, and you've got two runners on base. So that was um. That was kind of the end of it right there. No outs, first and second. Another successful bunt. So the Diamondbacks were successful bunting twice in that inning. Um, so kind of kudos to them, I guess, for that. But uh, second and third, nobody out. Uh, one out at that point. You then intentionally walk Cattell Marte to get to who, you know, somebody who's Top three, probably in, in NL MVP yeah. voting. If the season I, was to end right probably now. top two right now, maybe. Yeah, I Corbin Carroll's having outstanding, having an outstanding year. You load the bases for him, and uh, he just laces one right down the right field line. It, it probably would have been a triple, you know, if the game yeah. hadn't just been over once the first run crosses the plate. So Corbin Carroll walks it off. Diamondbacks win three to two. They take the series. They'll be going for a sweep tomorrow. I haven't even seen if there's any decision on as far as starting see, pitching yeah. tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be a bullpen game. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow in terms of uh, the Pirates pitching deployment. But the roads here, the, you know, this was a road trip. It started off on a good note. You win the game one against the Dodgers, yeah. and we're now sitting at five straight losses since then. Yeah. Um just to go back to that Corbin Carroll at bat, I'm assuming you did not like intentionally walking him. Or um, intentionally walking uh, Marte to get to Corbin Carroll there. You know what? I think the move there is is walking Cattell Marte. You. So it's, it's just, it just sucks because you're walking Cattell Marte to pitch to Corbin Carroll. Like there are no – there's once you put yourself in that situation, you're just picking between mm – -hmm two bad decisions at that right. point. Um Cattell Marte doesn't strike out a lot. So he's like you you kind of assume he's gonna put the ball in play. And you just yeah, you gotta set up the force out. I, I agree with the decision. I'm with you. Carroll yeah, is it, would be very tough to double up there. But I still think it's the right move. You got to play those odds there. At some either way you still have to get through Corbin Carroll. Yeah. I mean not necessarily I guess you could walk him if you're able to get Marte out, but even then, you're still in the meat of the order. It's there's not <laughs> a good choice you can really make there. Then you're uh, stuck with Christian Walker, who has got a 850 OPS. You know, right? Like, <laughs> like this, these are the type of games that people are going to nitpick Derek Shelton, and I think there's plenty mm -hmm. of times you can. I don't know that there, today's the day to do that. To be honest with you, yeah, um, I, I I agree. I think there's plenty of times you can completely bash Shelton for, for the decisions that he makes. But I think today was just a matter of the guys that he, I think he made the right moves for the most part. It's just the, the guys weren't able to execute. Not to mention, I think Hedges should have been able to steal a strike in that at bat. And he wasn't, he wasn't, no, he wasn't. That was actually in the, uh, 
That was the Carol at bat, wasn't it? Was it the Carol? There I was there was one at bat where like he, I think it was the Perdomo one maybe. No, Perdomo bunted. So I'm not, I'm not sure which one it was, but there was an at bat there where you know he didn't get a borderline call. And, and now we're just nitpicking like, on. Yes, Austin I'm going to nitpick yeah. Austin. <laughs> what I'm going to do. We're nitpicking one defensive and inning I, from Austin. Gonna, that just, all right, was that? It was strike two. That was the foul tip. That was in and out of his glove, wasn't it? It wasn't was strike right. three. Yeah. Was that? Was, would that, that have was, been three? No, that would have been strike three. You're right. Yeah. So that's another play you got to make. All right. Good point. Good point. I mean, in all reality, if you're going to be as bad at the plate as he is, that's a play you have to make. That's fair. If you're going to provide absolutely no value offensively, you have to be outstanding in every way defensively. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that one more than the borderline strike. I couldn't remember if it was strike two or three that was in and out of his glove. Mm -hmm. I thought it was three, but I didn't want to sound like an idiot if it wasn't. It was it was three. Yeah, that's what he's got to make. Then that was the Carroll at bat, wasn't it? Yes. So Austin had just lost in this game. You're right. So this is all Austin Hedges' fault. Yep. I'm 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 good with that. Yeah. Austin Hedges. So so David Bednar, the all-star, gets strapped with the loss. No earned runs given up because of the error and the fact that uh that first run was starting on second, but yeah, just a, a rough game. Uh, well, let's talk about the offense, and then we can kind of we can we can go to Keller to to finish it off. But yeah, offensively, just nothing happening. Uh, Jack Sawinski had a nice little RBI double in the sixth inning. I guess you can call that a clutch hit yeah. off a lefty. You know, to to yeah, off the lefty to to give the Pirates a one nothing lead. Outside that though, nothing else happening. A big old bull of dookie. I had some people, some people in the Discord, and and you know I, I'll I'll laugh at this, but some people in the Discord were saying, should we start worrying about Henry Davis? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's just quick answer. No, that, that is the official North Shore Nine <laughs> response. No. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, it's nowhere near time to start worrying about Henry Davis. No, he's all. not. <laughs> he's. Like he doesn't you, look bad. No, and if you compare him to O'Neill Cruz last year, I think he, there were times where people could argue maybe there's a little bit of worry in O'Neill Cruz, like just people outside of us. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen that with Henry Davis. You don't see the like glaring weakness pop up out here and there. It's, he's just having a little bit of a stretch where he's not hitting 400. Yeah, like, I, it's just a matter of, of. And I think it's a matter of, like he 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 came up, you know, punched punched first and now the league's punching back and he's just going to have to adjust. It's just kind of part of part of being a rookie. Yeah. He'll be fine. Um, Nick Gonzalez. Oh, for four, three strikeouts. Any concern there? I think there's always going to be concerned with Nick Gonzalez. Um, he's, he's definitely got a little lucky so far in his young career, but he's, he squares the ball up and, his swing path is very good and he's able to lace balls when he's able to run into them. It's just the strikeouts are always going to be a problem with him. And if he's not able, if he's not able to make an adjustment, like the league's going to him, he probably will be in trouble. 
Yeah, strikeout rate up to 27.8% after today. Um, I'll say this, like the expected stats for Nick Gonzalez are well below his actual stats. So you you do kind of expect some some regression here. I'm just looking at like his his ex his expected slugging is 155 points less than what it is right now. His expected batting average is 70 points below what it is right now. So there's a little bit of regression there due for for Gonzalez. Um, but you you just kind of hope that games like this are few and far between because yeah, not not his best game. And it was in front of his, you know, probably like 50 people. Yeah. So maybe that had something to do with it too. He know? can't hit in front of his family. Someone said he it can't. in the chat earlier. He can't. Yeah. Yeah. So um not a great game for Nick Gonzalez, uh, but I'm sure he'll get plenty of run time here. Uh, and overall, still pretty decent numbers. So 119 yeah. weighted runs created plus even after today. Yeah, he's just the guy you wait and see. Yeah. Um, nothing really else to talk about yeah. <laughs> offensively. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about Mitch Keller. We didn't really go into Mitch Keller. Just another outstanding start. All-star Mitch Keller. You thought he was going to roll to win number 10 on the season today, uh, but he ends up with the no decision. But earned run average down to 3.31 for Keller. Seven one-hit innings. You mentioned the walks, five walks, uh, four strikeouts, still less than one base runner per inning. He never really got in trouble either. Like I felt like the walks always yeah. came and, and – he either erased them with a double play or they were late in an inning and they, ne they never really got past first base, but um, another just impressive start for Mitch Keller. At one point in the game, did you get the impression that Mitch Keller would rather walk someone than give up a hit? <laughs> like he was gunning for a no hitter a little bit. <laughs> there, were... there are parts where I kind of got that feeling. Yeah, I mean, he, he walked, especially with, like, two outs. Like, I think there was one point, like, he was facing Gurriel with two outs. Yeah. And he was just like, you know what? I'll just face the next guy. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I want to say that, yeah, out of those five walks, I bet two of those were just, you know what? Let's just yeah. face the next guy. Like, Yeah, it felt like he was – he maybe had in the back of his head that, I haven't given up a hit yet. Let's see what happens if I just walk this guy and move on to the next and he didn't waste strikes either with them. He mm -hmm. just went four straight balls. Yeah. He wasn't wasting pitches. No, like he was just like, I'm not throwing the, anything near the strike zone to these guys. So there were, yeah, there were a couple. I think probably half of his walks were just four pitch walks. Yeah. It really did seem like what you said, where he just, yeah, I'll move on to the next guy. Yeah. Which, hey, if, if the guys aren't squaring you up like they were today, Pick pick your battles, right? Uh, like, like no one was hitting the ball hard off of him at all. No, he, it was a good start by Mitch Keller. Um, mm. Not the dominant starts we saw in May or was it June, whatever month it was. It feels like it was so long ago at this point. Um, but it's still excellent, and he's still been really good. So it sucks he couldn't get a win. At least he didn't get a loss, I guess. Yeah, looking at his pitches today, too, everything was kind of, you know, normal, heavy, fastball, sweeper, sinker, threw some cutters, threw some curves. Uh, but, yeah, as far as, like, contact goes, no one hit him hard. Average exit velocity of 86. Um, so just when you're 
when you're keeping the ball below 90 miles an hour off the bat, you're not going to give up too many runs. And that was the case no. today. Cause you're yeah. not giving up extra base hits. You, you may give up a single here and there, but no one's, no one's driving people in hitting the ball less than 90 miles an hour. Yeah. And I'm pretty much at the point where the entire pitching staff that's coming back next year needs to go to tread athletics with them. That's just where I'm at now. Might as well. I mean, try something. Especially the broken guys. Send Ortiz yep. and Contreras there. Ortiz and Contreras need to spend the entire offseason with Mitch Keller. Yeah. Send Priester there too. Yeah. Seriously, send Priester there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, Holderman touched 101 today out of the bullpen. Speaking of uh, not necessarily tread athletics, but, you know, some, some velo bumps. That's the that's fastest I've seen him throw I can that I can recall. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot else happening, though. No. It was a very boring game. There's a reason it was done in like two and a half hours, and they got 10 innings in. Yeah, Plum High School alumni Scott McGuff gets the win for the Diamondbacks. So there's cool. that. Good for him. You had the, the, the winning pitcher and the losing pitcher, Plum High School, Mars High School. There you go. There. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I got nothing else to add on to that. All right. So tomorrow, um, last game before the All-Star break, uh, we will have the post game on after that, but that'll also probably roll right into our draft show draft show so uh we'll have that we'll be on about 15 minutes before the start of the draft tomorrow uh but i'm really looking forward to it hang with us during the draft we'll have our live reactions analysis if you want to call it that um throwing stuff through the window if you feel like it's a terrible pick so you know join us join us for that should be a lot of fun uh that is tomorrow uh at 6 45 i believe yeah, I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited to get the draft over with. I'm ready to actually just talk about who they pick rather than hypothesize about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. Real quick, Jim, who's your pick? Last day on draft day eve, who you going with? Dylan Cruz. Dylan Cruz is my pick. I've gone around and around the block on who I want. I think I'm back at square one. I'm Dylan Cruz, too. Let's just not get cute. Yep. I did, like You can get cute, but like don't. Like all this talk, all this, all this smoke, don't get cute. Pick the number one guy. I'm with you. All right. Pirates lose three to two in extras. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good Saturday night, everybody. Yeah. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.